The Weekly Charge, a podcast for kids and families where we take a little time to charge as we plug in, power up, and press on with Christ. Palm Sunday, part one of Creation Speaks, The Rocks Cry Out. Hello, everyone. I'm Jen Miller. And I'm Pastor Ben. Welcome to The Weekly Charge, a podcast by the Napanee Missionary Church Kidmin team. This series of podcast episodes that we're doing right now will be focusing on the events leading up to one of the most special celebrations for Christians, Easter. Have you ever heard the phrase, if these walls could talk? When we say that, we mean it would be so interesting to hear the walls talk about all the things that had happened in that room. For example, it would be so interesting to hear what would be said by the walls of the room where the Declaration of Independence was signed. They could tell stories about Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson and John Hancock. Well, we are going to ask a similar question as we explore some of the things that happened in the story of Easter. But instead of walls, we're going to ask the question, what if rocks could talk? Yes, it sounds weird, but as you'll hear in this story, this isn't just a random idea. We got the idea from the story. So as we join our story, we want you to remember, the rocks who we are talking about are imaginary, of course, but the story they are talking about is a real story from history. The things Jesus said and did are real, but we hope that by using your imaginations to tell the story, you might learn something new about a story you may have heard before. So for now, let's use our imaginations as we meet some new friends who live in a yard or a field or a park not too far away from you and me. Rochester, are you there? Rochester? Ferris, Tara, hello, hello, hello. Is it true? Do you have a visitor? I do, I do. Is Is he he a storyteller? Of course he is, of course he is. Where is he, though? Ebenezer, Ebenezer. Hold your horses, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm not as young as I used to be, you know. Ebenezer is a friend of mine from back in the days when I lived around Jerusalem. Wow. So he's really old then. Really, really old. Ferris and Tara, show some respect. Show some respect. He and I are old. Yep, really old. Old as the hills, you could say. In fact, I used to be part of the hills. That's how old I am. Ah, I don't feel old. Don't feel old at all. Although, being advanced in age does mean we have some tales to tell. That's why I wanted you to meet Ebenezer Girls. He has an awesome story to tell. You do? Well, it's an awesome story, but it's only awesome because it's not really technically my story. I don't understand. Me too. Girls, I told you. I told you. Ebenezer is a friend from back in the days when I was making my home just outside of Jerusalem, long before I was brought here. And in my spot on the road to Jerusalem, I saw many, many people coming into the city. Rich people, poor people, young people, old people, big people, small people. Sorry I'm late, Rochester. Flint, quiet. We were just about to get a story. He was just starting. Well, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. He was just starting. As I was saying, I saw many people coming into the city. Oh man. You mean this is a people story? People stories are the worst. I can tell you a people story. 
Once upon a time, people stepped on me, and then they did it some more, and then a people threw me into the lake. Although, I did skip 19 times when they did that, so that was a pretty good throw, but I was pretty dizzy afterwards, and it took me a week to make my way out of that lake. Flint, please, let him tell the story. Besides, I thought it was 15 skips. Fine, it was 15, but that's still pretty good. You gotta be a pretty smooth stone to skip 15 times. What's your name, you whippersnapper? The name's Flint. Well, Flint, yes. This is a people story. Ugh, why do so many rock stories gotta be people stories? I want to hear tree stories. They're long and a little boring, but they're a nice change from people stories, or even better, rock stories. Like the story about those five smooth stones who were in the creek and they got picked up by that person. That's That's a people story. But the stones were the stars of the story. Flint. Ebenezer is a guest, and you're being a little disrespectful. Don't worry, Rochester. I understand. Truly, I do. Flint, if you're willing to wait, you'll see that this is a people story on one hand, but it's much bigger than that. This is a people story that is about a person who was more than a person and the people who figured it out. I'm confused. That's because you're not listening to the story, my friend. Okay, fine. I'll listen to your people story. Good, good. Now, one last thing. This story is about a time when the story was almost about me. What's that supposed to mean? I almost got to be a part of the story. I almost got to... talk to the people. What? What? Oh, come on. Just listen. You'll understand. Trust me. Fine. I'll listen to your people story that's not a people story, whatever that means. Be patient. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ebenezer. No, no. I was young once, too. A long time ago. A very long time ago. And so begins my story. A long time ago. A very long time ago. When I was young. Not as young as you three, my friends, but young enough. I was sitting by the road to Jerusalem, and I could see a crowd gathering down the way. Now, that's not unusual, but what was unusual was the chatter from the crowd. The things they were saying. I heard some people saying things like, He's coming! And, Who's coming? And, Him! And, Who is it? And, It's the prophet from Galilee! And, Who's that? And, His name's Jesus! And, He's the one who was healing people! Well, that got my interest. I heard some people talking about this Jesus person every once in a while over the last few months. Maybe even for a couple of years. I think I may have even seen him come by once or twice. But, I wasn't sure. Wait. I've heard about Jesus before. We have too! He's a person who lived a long time ago. He was pretty special, really smart and wise, and he helped people or something. People still talk about him and build big buildings for him, right? You're right, but only partly right. What do you mean? Why do you always have such confusing answers? Flint, please, just let me tell my story. Now, the crowd of people were ahead of him, and I could barely see him through the people. He was riding a donkey, but they were treating him like a king. What do you mean? Well, first of all, they were calling him the son of David. Now, David was the king of Israel years before, and this man was from his family line. And Flint, David was the young man who picked up those five smooth stones you were talking about. Really? So Jesus was related to him? He was. Second, the people from the crowd were also shouting, Blessed is the king of Israel. And they were shouting a word. Hosanna. What's What's that mean? Well, it means something like save us, but it also means we're being saved. Or the one who can save us has come. Or the one who can save us is coming. So who needed to be saved? 
Who is doing the saving? Why were they so worried about getting saved? Ah, you see, back in those days in that place, the people who lived around Jerusalem had lived for hundreds of years with other, bigger kingdoms and more powerful kings ruling over them. And God, many, many years before, promised them that someone could come to save them. Now, they were also yelling, Glory to God, and blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. So So let's let's get this straight. They were waiting for someone to save them. And Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And they knew he was the son of David. And they thought he was coming to save them. Yes, but there were other things too. I heard some men talk as they walked by, and they said something that a prophet had said hundreds of years before about the king. He said, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and sitting on a donkey. This was something said hundreds of years before this moment, and now it was happening. How How exciting! It was. And then someone threw their coat down and it landed on me. It was very upsetting because I missed him going by. Oh, come on. So you didn't see him? Why would they do that? They weren't trying to keep me from seeing anything. They had no idea I was watching. No, you see, they were waving palm branches to celebrate his arrival. Like Like a a parade? parade? Sure, like a parade. And they were also putting down palm branches and their coats on the road in front of him. It was a sign of honor and respect to someone who was incredibly special. Almost as if to say, you're so important, not even the feet of your donkey should touch the ground. So everyone was just doing this parade with him? With Jesus? It's funny you should ask. No, not everybody. There were people, religious leaders, Pharisees I think they were called. They were not happy, because normally attention was given to them. They were the ones who knew God. They were the ones who knew about God. And Jesus was teaching things about God that they didn't like. Things against them, because these people were not really following God. How can you teach about God if you're not following him? Exactly. And these guys were not happy. Now, remember that I said someone threw their coat on me, so I missed Jesus riding by? Well, when that person picked up their coat, I managed to slip into a pocket, so I got carried along with them. Jesus was then stopped by some Pharisees, and I fell out, so I got to see him. What did he he look look like? like? He was kind and gentle and, well, a little bit sad. Those men were yelling at him, and it made me so mad. Didn't they know who Jesus was? It was clear they did not. I wanted to yell at them. They actually told him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to quiet down and stop. I just wanted to tell those mean old so-and-sos, Don't you know who he is? He's more than just a teacher. He's more than just a king. What do you mean? Well, remember I told you this is more than just a people story. This is a God story, and this was the moment I told you about. This was the moment I thought I was going to get a chance to yell at those Pharisees and give them a talking to they'd never forget. But we can't do that. Oh, yes, but Jesus, he looked them fellas in the eye, and he said to them, he said, I tell you, if they keep quiet... And he waved at the people, and then he waved his hand toward me and the other rocks I fell next to, and he said, The rocks will cry out in their place. What? What? No way. Well, now the people didn't keep quiet, so I didn't get a chance to actually speak to them. But for a moment, I wondered if I would. And then his face became sad, and he looked at the city of Jerusalem, and he actually began to cry. What's What's that? that? 
That's when people make water from their eyes because they're sad. People are weird. It happened because he was very upset. He said, If you only knew on this day what was going to bring peace to you, but days are coming when your enemies will surround you on every side and destroy everything, so not one stone is left on top of another because you did not recognize the time when God visited you. When did God visit them? Right now. When Jesus came. You see, Flint, Jesus was a person. He had a body, and he did all the things that people do that you find so weird. Like eating food? And crying water out of their eyes? And growing those weird weeds on their head? You mean hair? Whatever, it's weird. Yes, but he was also God. You see, the Pharisees had no idea who Jesus really was. But the parade people did. They had an idea. They didn't know everything, but they had an idea. You see, Jesus was not just a person. He was also God. And he was not just a king. He was a messiah. What's a messiah? Someone who saves someone else. And that's why they said Hosanna. You got it, kid. They didn't know everything, but they knew enough. So they did what we rocks and those trees and all of nature does without even thinking about it. They worshipped him. They just didn't know yet that in the past, he was there when all of creation was being stitched together. And they didn't know that in the future, he was going to save them not from kings and kingdoms on earth, but from their sin. Did they find out that day? No, not that day. But it was going to happen soon. When? When? Sorry, but that's the end of my story. You'll have to wait to find out more. For now, I'm old. And I'm tired. I need a nap. Rochester, you're old too. You should go take a nap. Ferris and Tara and Flint, we'll find out more later, okay? For now, you rocks just roll along and I'll call you back. I have another friend who's coming soon who might be able to answer some of your questions. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. And Flint, try to be here on time when I call you back here, okay? Sure, sure, I'll be there. All right, see you later. In Psalm 19, David says, The heavens declare the glory of God. And the skies announce what his hands have made. Day after day, they tell the story. Night after night, they tell it again. They have no speech or words. They have no voice to be heard. But their message goes out through all the world. Their words go everywhere on earth. And in Romans 1, Paul says, Ever since the world was created, it has been possible to see the qualities of God that are not seen, his eternal power and the fact that he is God. Those things can be seen in what he has made. Trees and rocks don't have voices to praise God. And birds and bugs and fish and other creatures, they don't have words to worship him. None of these things can choose to stop and pray or stop and praise. But when you look at these things, you see something that declares God's glory. You see his amazing power and his awesome creation. Whenever I watch a nature movie, even a nature movie made by people who don't follow God, I can't help but feeling when I'm seeing these amazing things that I am watching a movie that is praising God. The people who made it just don't know it. People are the only things on earth who can choose to worship God. Worshiping God is an important part of following him. We worship God when we see who he is and we choose to respond. It might be something we do in song together at church. Or it might be something we do in a private prayer all alone in our room. 
The people who were waving palm branches and putting their coats down in front of Jesus knew a little bit about who he was, and they worshipped him that day. And we can do the same thing any day, any time. Take a moment to praise him, even now. Show him how much he means to you by breathing a soft prayer alone, singing a loud song with your family, or just shouting out something special about God. Worship is something that can be big and fun or small and serious. It's up to you. But however you do it, let your voice join in as we let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them, let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. In our next episode, we skip ahead from Palm Sunday to Monday Thursday, the night before Jesus was crucified. For now, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, we want to remind you to charge. Plug in and connect with Christ. Power up and become like Christ. And press on by being like Christ in the world. This story can be found in Luke chapter 19. Creation Speaks, The Rocks Cry Out, Part 1, Palm Sunday, featured your hosts, Jen Miller and Pastor Ben. Rochester was Ben Avery. Ferris and Tara were Laurel and Amelia Avery. Tim Avery played the part of Flint, and Ebenezer was played by Ben Avery. Written, directed, and produced by Ben Avery. Weekly Charge is a production of the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman Department. You can find out more at nmc.church. You can find this podcast at nmckidman.com. I'm Pam, and as always, thanks for listening.